this evening, Lord, glorify Jesus in our lives. Speak to us clearly in, the, in ways that we understand as individuals. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. We are going to take our seats now and um, exhort uh, with the word of God for some time. Before we take that seat, can we just take our declaration? Are we ready? All right, remember it's a declaration, all right? So let's take it from the bottom of our hearts. One, two, let's go. I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. That is what will happen to you again today. Amen. You are going to have understanding of this time and this season that we are in. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. The Lord will give you understanding. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. All the time. Please greet somebody beside you. I know they say you distance yourself. <laughs> My spirit say greet somebody and bless the person. Mm-hmm. The Lord is good. Mm, the Lord is good, though. I said the Lord is good. I want us to settle down, and I want us to... Of course, it's, it's appropriate, and I believe that the Holy Spirit wants me to do that, and because the hearts of people are asking questions, and we need to address it by the Spirit of God, and I've brought a word from God for you. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's open our Bibles. We are going to take two portions of the Scriptures. Well, a number of them, sorry. But first of all, we'll read from Psalm 94. I might have to read a long portion of it, Psalm 94. Let's read together now. Abby, rise your feet, please, everybody. Let's read Psalm 94 together. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to read one, then you read two. And then I'll read, I'll read three. You know the way we normally do it, all right? It says, O Lord, God of vengeance, God of vengeance, shine forth. Verse 2. He said, how long shall the wicked, O Lord, how long shall the wicked exalt? Verse 4. They pour forth words, they speak arrogantly. All who do wickedness vaunt themselves. Verse 5. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. 6. And murder the orphans. Verse 7. They have said, the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob pay heed. 8. Pay heed, you senseless among the people, and when you will understand, stupid ones. So when will you understand? Verse 9, he who planted the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? 10, he who chases the nations, will he not rebuke? Even he who teaches man's knowledge. The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are mere breath. 12, Blessed is a man who you chase him, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law. Verse 13. That you may grant him relief from the days of adversity until a pit is dug for the wicked. 14. The Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. 
15, he said, For judgment will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. 16, Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Who will take his stand for me against those who do wickedness? Verse 17, If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the abode of silence. 18, If I should say, My foot has slipped. Your loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. 19. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. 20. Can the throne of destruction be allied with you? One who devises mischief by decree. 21. They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. 22. But the Lord has been my stronghold and my God the rock of my refuge. 23. Let's read together. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. Amen. 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 Let's take our seats. The Lord is good. You know, because of what is um, going on, after praying and studying, I picked uh, David Paulson to listen to some messages. I know he preached about two sets. I'm, I'm just, I've gone through one. He talked about natural disasters, a biblical perspective. And this message was preached shortly after the tsunami that hit um, Bandarache, that's Indonesia. Um, that's quite some time ago. That's close to 20 years now. That's when he preached this message. And, um, of course, what he was trying to explain, what he was trying to answer is what people say all the time, where it was God when these things were happening. The number of people that died in that uh, tsunami was about um, a quarter of a million people. And that is, the, there was um, an earthquake in the bottom of the ocean. And they threw that massive tidal wave that, this, I mean, some islands don't exist till today because of that. Wiped out islands, wiped out people, wiped out 250,000 thereabout people in just a matter of a few hours. That is what they call a calamity. I hope you're getting my point. So I just listen to him again, try to explain to people. Of course, people, the issue a lot of people have is that if God is good, if God is so powerful, why did he not do anything about it? And of course, and I like that he's, uh, you can get the message, they're available on his website, um, Natural Disasters, A Biblical Perspective, davidpawson.org. You can easily download it from there. Now, of course, he shared an opinion that I hold, which many Pentecostal preachers don't hold. In summary, I'll listen to him again, and he was emphasizing again that the problem, why people were having issues with understanding God in that situation, was that they just assumed that God does not hurt people. Hmm. That's the point. He said people just assume that God doesn't hurt people. And you've heard me say it again and again, I don't know where they learned about that God from. Not the one from the Bible. What happens a lot of times is that we just hear a particular way of thinking and all of us follow that way of thinking. And we don't even bother to reason is that what's in our Bible. Like there's one that's very popular with uh, setting, when we do faith teachings in the scripture, uh, 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 in, that is in Christianity, we tend to say something that, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be critical, I just want to correct things. They will say that the Bible, the Old Testament, God does not do, he allows that thing is not Bible. It's an imagination of somebody. Everybody quotes only one person. 
And they will keep on quoting somebody who's quoting that fellow. And I say, with all the Bible translations I have read, how come it's only one man that knows that God only allows? And then I took it upon myself to start underlining in my scriptures where God didn't say I allow, when he said, I, the Lord, did these things. That God took on the responsibility and said, I did it. As of now, I don't know how many scores I've underlined. I keep on, it's all over the place. It's just if you want to ignore it. He said, when God said, I will not put upon you the, the, the diseases I put upon the Egyptians. He said, God only allowed you. I said, if that's the case, you also only allowed the blessing. Yeah, it's the same word he used. Let's not be, let, look, let's, try, let's not paint God what he really is not. He's not that nice. He's just. He's good. But he's also the judge of the earth. Let's never forget that. God judges the earth. God judges. The person was trying to analyze that he blesses and he curses. He listed about five different things. He said he loves, he hates. There's something he said which he's the only person ever heard say it before. He said, have you ever heard this thing said before? That God hates, hates sin, but he loves the sinner. He said, that is a lie. The Bible, God says, I hate the sinner. You are the one trying to say he loves the sinner. He never said so. He said, if people say that God hates evil, but he loves the people that do evil, just the evil he hates, he says, it's not true. God said, I hate wicked people. You are the one that wants to make it look like God doesn't really hate you. He does. He's going to kill you if you don't repent. And some of the things we preach is why people persist in their wickedness. Think that God loves them like that. He said, but the Bible says, for God so loved. Mm-mm, read your Bible well. He said, for God, that was so. Is how did he do it? So I passed through that door. The means I so passed through the door, the door was shaking. That's not what it means. Are you kidding my point? That is, you just want to describe how you came. That's why some translations we use, for God first loved the world. Another one says, this was how God showed his love for the world. And the word love there is a love of action. That is, the Samaritan loved the Jew. He had no personal, what do you call it, affection for him. They didn't like each other. But he saw a man in need, and he went and solved his problem. The man came to Jesus. How, he said, Love, what should I do? Love your neighbor. He said, okay, who is my neighbor? He, showed, he told him a story of find somebody that's in need. How you feel towards him is not what we're talking about. Solve his problem and then you can walk. You don't have to talk to him tomorrow. That is agape love. God solved the problem of the world. He gave his only begotten son. I hope you're getting my point. So you see, I want to emphasize to us again. Let's not, <laughs> let's not play with our God though. Let's not joke with him. That's what I mean. Talk to one of our sisters when she chatted me up about this whole thing. I, I can't remember exactly what I said. He <laughs> said, oh, God, you never give the devil any credit at all. I said, why should I? It doesn't cross my mind for one moment that this coronavirus pandemic is of the devil. It hasn't crossed my mind for one moment. I have no basis to think like that from scriptures. It doesn't have that kind of power. The Bible says, arise, O Lord, and judge the earth. There are times that he arises to judge the peoples. I think we are living in one of those days. I'm going to give you information. 
because I have a bit of it, because of my natural training, we'll look at what the Bible says about these things. First of all, please forget that nonsense. People say somebody is escaped from a laboratory. You can believe anything you want to believe, but just know that you just decided to believe it. I don't know where I get my point. Like now, if you, you can just make up your mind, Pastor Banky arrived here in a drone. You have no reason to think so. You just made up your mind that when Pastor Banky was coming to Bible study today, he came with a drone. Did you see the drone? No. Has he ever come with a drone? No. So how do you know he came with a drone? Are you trying to tell me people can't come with drones? Which is the argument I've had with people. They say it's a scientific something, something that something escaped from the laboratory. I say, how do you know? He said, don't underestimate human beings. I said, I'm not underestimating anybody. I'm just saying, how do you know? Because this is not the first time such a thing is happening. This, this extent happened about 800 years ago. There was no scientist cooking up anything that time. So why do you not assume that it's different this time? But you know, some people just like romantic stories. Yeah, it's romantic stories now. Especially they read a book that was published that mentioned the name Wuhan. And then, you know, I said, when, you, when those things impress you, it shows you did not read enough Jeffrey Archer, Robert Ludlum, Frederick Forsyth. If you read enough of those people, they've, they've written everything. So one of the things they've read will happen, they've written, will happen one day. If somebody shows you a book, they were not being prophetic. These are people that are just aware of their environment. So they keep on writing their stories based on every possible thing around. Don't take it as a prophetic word. Anyway, is it relevant? Is it even relevant? Where it came from? Where did it come from? We were having a discussion the other day with some brethren. I posted for them an article where a scientist wrote in 2007 that these kind of viruses, okay, they found that they are very plenty in certain kinds of animals, bats, and stuff like that. And that this culture in amongst the Orientals of eating exotic animals is a time bomb. I can show you the publication, 2007. And this is known in the scientific world. Viruses, uh, you remember swine flu? Yes. This um, flu virus is something they cross, they mix, and all of that. So if one that normally find in animals find a portion of his brother that moves in human beings, and they cross, you use that portion that moves in human beings to jump from person to person, and use the portion in the animal to cause the disease. You know, that kind of satanic mindset, you know? They have it. But all of these things is when you look at life under the sun. There is no plague on this earth. God did not command. There is none. The analysis of um, how is that is irrelevant. Please do. I'm not a prophet. <laughs> There's some brother, anytime I talk, say, sir, you know you're a prophet. I said, no, stop calling me a prophet. <laughs> My name is Amos. He said, what is your name, Amos? <laughs> they came to Amos. Go back to Jerusalem. Go back to Judah. Go and do your prophetic word there, work there. End your bread by prophesying there. Amos said, me? I'm not a prophet. He said, I'm a shepherd and a keeper of sycamore trees. So I'm not, he said, I'm neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. That is, I've never been to a prophetic, prophetic school. So why, what are you doing here? He said, one day the Lord came. I said, Come. Please, run an errand for me. 
I'm just running an errand. I'm not a prophet. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Now, my own is not even, my own is not even as bad as Amos's case. My own is that I, I, I just read my Bible. When I read the scriptures, with the insight that I get from the word of God, you understand? I say some things. Except that some of them turn out quite prophetic. He said most. Not really so many. Because somebody reminded me that, sir, was it not what you were saying? Was it not October, November last year? That I said, God is going to judge everything that is exalted. I said, watch it. He will do it very soon. I did not even know it was going to start in December. Go and get the message. I think it was in, it was towards the end of the year. We ended, our program was first week of December. So this must have been late October, something October, early November. That's when I preached that message. You can see the series. Um, I talked about um, the secure way to a, no, the proper way to a secure future, something like that. I explained something there. The last one was when I said that God is going to judge everything that is lifted. That everywhere people put their hope, God will frustrate it. They will watch it happen. Somebody pointed out to me that, ah, <laughs> see what is going on, no. Can you believe that Italy is collecting medical aid from Cuba? Russia has sent medical aid. Cuba has sent to go and help Italy. Death toll currently in Italy from this single virus is over by now. I don't know the last count. The now should have crossed 7,000. At this, they wake up. 700 will have died overnight as in the last 24 hours. I hope you're getting my point. Now, so people are wondering, where do we hide? There was one man said, he quickly packed his wife and children and ran to Nigeria from London. I said, ah. <laughs> yes. Packed the whole family and came home. Before, before they closed the door, he didn't arrive. <laughs> A lot of people are coming down home and are dis- donating the virus. They came to hide. Everybody's looking for safety. The Bible talks about when money fails. It has failed in many parts of this world now. I just look at something that, it, I know there's something that God has given me. It, I call it the peace of God that passes all understanding. I don't know. The other day I called my mother-in-law and said, hey, look, let me tell you the truth. I'm really worried. I said, mommy, there's no need to be worried. God has always taken care of us. He will continue to take care. Of course, when you have children, brother, sister, cousins all over the world, you will be worried. That's just, that's what happens. What I just said, my children and my wife in the house, we just pray for the people that we know all over the world. And let me just say, to pray, mention people's names, God will keep them. Yeah, that's what he does. He does things because people ask. He does that, he does that. He was going to wipe out Israel. He must say, ah, sir, no now. I was in the story again, was it this morning? Yes, this morning, about um, when God wanted to destroy Israel several times. Moses would just jump to the front like, sir, calm down. He said, no, don't destroy everybody because somebody sinned. Then God will relax. God said, okay, that's the best I can do. I won't destroy everybody. But those who sinned, I have to destroy them. So Moses will say, okay, everybody move away. They just watch their destruction. Everybody will run. You know, don't, don't trust people, human beings. So if they are following you, like, yes, we won't agree for Moses. is a lie. When Moses said, everybody moved it, all those who followed the Korah, Dasan, and Abiram to come and say, we will not go agree when Moses said, move, do you know they all? <laughs> Every single person ran away. 
and left Korah, Dathan, and Abiram with their families and their properties to sink into the earth. But what I'm just making is that Moses used to pray. So he shouldn't let the worry habit, I wanted to say. She learned the prayer habit for people. But the point I'm making all of these things, okay, is that please, leave the devil out for now. I have no doubt in my heart that God has a reason to judge the earth. And you say, why? I'll tell you the reason. It's simple. He's angry. There's something you must have heard me say in recent times. And I've been saying it for some time, actually. But I remember very well saying it a few times this year. That the way people treat God... Except he's dead, he will answer one day. For sure. That's what I want you to bear in mind. Except he's dead, it's inevitable. He will always answer. It's inevitable. He's very slow to anger, but he gets angry. It takes him a while to get there, but he gets angry eventually. Sometimes because he's so slow to anger, you know, the Bible says because the sentence for iniquity is not executed quickly, therefore the people of the earth, they continue to do unrighteousness. Because he's so slow to anger, people just think it's a normal thing. Sometimes a whole generation will pass. He has not executed his judgment against iniquity. Another one will rise, and they will not think iniquity is normal. Eventually he judges. And I'm convinced without a shadow of doubt that one major flaw in the gospel that we have preached over the last 20 years, there about 25, 30, yes, about 30 years, all over the world, including our country, Nigeria, the church, is that we have decided, we, we were told, preach the love of God. Don't preach hellfire. Don't threaten people. Don't preach the judgment of God. God is not judgmental. It's not true. God judges. He judges. He's all over the scriptures. He arises to judge the earth. And when you are preaching the gospel, actually, go and read your Bible. What they used to preach is not what we call the love of God. Because the love of God that the Bible preaches is not what we preach. God wants you to prosper. It's not the love of God. It's not the love of God. The love of God is that you don't have to perish. He has provided what? The sacrifice. That's the love of God. For God so loved the world. The, the world so there. It's not intensity but method. This was how God loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. So that whosoever believes in him will not perish. That is what people are supposed to hear us preach to them. Is that there is destruction coming. There is judgment coming. There is what is called eternal damnation. But it does not have to happen to you. The wages of sin is death. Is what we are supposed to preach. But tell people, be saved from the judgment to come. What is the method for salvation? Faith in Christ Jesus. True faith. Not mental agreement. Okay, Jesus is Lord. Where's your church? We go to church. Our lives don't change. No. True faith. Which is coupled with repentance. That was what we were supposed to preach. Jesus is the escape from divine judgment. Please, I hope you're getting my point. But I remember the way when we were told that, no, 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 preach the love of God. So now I say, God, really, he's so good. He wants to give you food. He wants to heal you. He wants to make you prosper. That is a message for Christians. It's not a message for the world. That is the bread of the children. It's not because it's the children's bread. That is the children's bread.
That is the children's bread. What you are supposed to preach is there is judgment. It is coming. Now let me say something to you. This is my own thinking. Well, see this current wave of pandemic? It will kill and kill and kill. I don't know how many thousands we managed to get. Then give it another one year, it will die down and disappear. But it's the eye of the storm. You know what they call the eye of the storm? I'll tell you. The storm actually goes like in circles. So when it's spinning around, the wind is spinning around, it's not moving in one direction, it's spinning, it's spinning. So it's the, it's the, the diameter is very wide. It's in, you know, sometimes 100 kilometers diameter, sometimes 200, it's very, very wide. So as it's moving, whichever part you are in, just imagine it, you've seen those uh, whirlwinds you see. Imagine that the diameter is about 200 kilometers. As it's moving, that the whole thing moves. So, an area is spinning. If you are there, the wind is intense. can remove roof and all of that. But the whole body of weather phenomenon is, is moving. Now, if you notice something, the center of the whirlwind does not move. So, when the center gets to you, you think the whole thing is over. Eye, that's what they call the eye of the storm. When it gets to you, you think it's over. Everything will just be quiet. But those who know, know that the thing is moving. We'll soon get back into the... It, part of it that's as bad as the one we just escaped from. But this is, what I, uh, this is what I believe. The next phase is going to be worse than this one. How long the eye of the storm will last, I don't know. This one will die down. It's warning. Uh, if you read the Bible enough, you know. They, and, but people don't, they don't listen. They never listen. They still will not repent of their evil works. There will be argument to be, is it from a laboratory? Is it a Chinese man that was eating bats? Some woman getting very angry. Why should you eat bats? There's fish. There's chicken. There's goat meat. Ibezin was so angry that you look at the problems you have caused because you were eating bats. You are shouting bat, bat, bat. It's not the bat that's the problem. There's no plague on this earth that does not have a supervising angel. There's none. The angel gets up. He looks. He wields his sword. If God opens your eyes, those angels, they have swords, spiritual swords. Let me tell you something quickly. Nobody dies by accident. You don't die because of the hand you shook. Each person that will die, each person that will survive is marked. That's the way it works. So instead of killing yourself with washing hands and washing face, I've seen you all over town wearing, you know, I'm sorry. Look at them and say, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> you see, I saw a woman walking to me and said, Madam, what do you look to people like yourself? I mean, like, look at you. What do you look like? Walking around, feeling very sophisticated. Motor goes to jam you. The way you are going like this. See, I, some of these things I think people just overdo. You know they can overdo. I'll talk later about public health measures of the government and how Christians have a duty Okay? To cooperate with them. Yeah, we have a duty. I don't believe in churches that are arrogantly refusing to do, because it's not a persecution against the church, it's a public health measure. You cannot promote disorder. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, you have a duty. I've been asking for any good state's instructions right now. I've not gotten anything clear. All right? Whatever they say, we will cooperate with it. It's not a, it's not a, you know what somebody said? <laughs> I heard that this afternoon. 
He said, this is what Buhari always wanted, that we will not go to church. <laughs> I looked at the woman. I forgot what I told her, like, she, you have started again. You know, like, you know, when the Bible says knowledge is too much for a fool, you don't even know where to start from. In case you don't know, the, the, the God in England and most of Europe is football. Yeah, they stopped going to church, <laughs> if you know what I'm going to say. They play matches on Sundays. They have not been going. They shut everything down. And I said, and this is what they always wanted, that we will not go to church. I look at the person talking. You didn't go to church, sir. But anyway, the point I'm going to make is, listen. Like a person said once in one message, we are citizens of two, functionally, two nations. You are a citizen of heaven. Jesus said, give to God what belongs to God. Then you are also a citizen of a physical nation on the earth. You give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, like your taxes. You can't say because you have paid a tithe or given first fruit, you will not give uh, a noble internal revenue service, their are portion. You will be enjoying the blessing of God in the prison. I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> you can't. You have to do, and Paul said it clearly to us. You have to pay your taxes. You have to do all of that. In the same manner, there are things that they don't conflict the word of God. And you can see the reason why they are making the public health rules. And then one of the reasons why you obey certain rules, even, think, even though you think you are spiritually immune, is that you have to allow the government to maintain order. I hope you're getting my point. Even though you say, I can never die in a road traffic accident, that is true. I know, I know you, God has blessed you, you will never die in a road traffic accident. Amen? But please wear your seatbelt so that road safety will carry those who are planning to die in road traffic accident. I hope you get my point. If you that's not going to die, you don't wear a seatbelt. You've not added to the work they have to do. I know you will live long, but please just wear your seatbelt so that they don't have to stop you. They will not stop those who are going to die in road traffic accidents if they don't do anything. Do you get my point? That's the logic. You have to make it easy to keep the law. You cannot be among these people they have to police. Ask my wife. I don't if I look at an area, it looks like there's no parking. I'm not parking. You don't have to put the sign. I just look around. No other cars parked here. There must be a spiritual reason why they did not park. I'm going somewhere else. No, ask her. I'm very, very finicky about it. If, I look, if they say no turning, I will not turn there. If they say stop, I will stop. I said some people, one of the problems we have in our society is that so many people break the law that the law enforcement agents can't really do anything. There are too many... Even they, they are breaking the law. You know, you've been in the queue. Siren will just go, wah, 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 just pass. God will soon start catching them. Mark my words, though, those people. Very soon, we'll just start a social media movement. As you are blowing past the queue, we'll just video you, upload you to Twitter. Next thing, they will find who was driving it. When they fire two people, everybody will know that you must, you will maintain. Everybody will join the line. One day I was in a quarter there. Ah, I saw people going against, going against traffic. There was some such a hold up that evening. So I got to where this policewoman was. So I stopped. I pointed. I said, Madam, look at what is going on. These are the people causing the problem. You know, the answer she gave me, I became humble. She said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, the, the question she asked, I realized that it's true. She couldn't do anything. She said, what do you want me to do? I'm the only person here. And it dawned on me that for the volume of transgressors, there was nothing she could do. I felt like parking my car. Borrowing a uniform. 
standing beside us, okay, madam, what do I do? Should I catch somebody for you, you know? So that's why sometimes as believers, we have to, these are some of the reasons why we do some things we do. We make life easier for the people who are enforcing the law. Just remove yourself from among the transgressors. They will not need less police, less uh, NSCDC, less uh, traffic wardings, because all the Christians are not breaking the law. I hope you're getting my point. So try your be- best, okay, to obey simple rules. When they say red light, stop at the red light. You won't die there. You know what I've noticed? No, you won't die at the red light. Have you noticed? It will not hinder your prosperity. <laughs> just stop. Just take one more minute. Stop there. Then move. And of course, there are times you stop. Somebody behind you be honing. Pa, 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 pa. That, that one, I, I don't I now quench my engine. Wind down. And start picking my teeth. <laughs> if you horn again, I have this funny habit those days. I learned it from one of my colleagues in Luth. I'll do like this, like, jump over, jump <laughs> over. If you're in a hurry. <laughs> so that is good. So that's just an aside. But you see, that's because we are citizens of both nations now. But our primary citizenship is in heaven. What happens on the earth is determined spiritually. Let's never forget that. The matter of fact is determined spiritually. Listen, you, you, your death is not by accident. That one is for sure. One thing I want to say to people now is don't panic. Are you getting my point? Don't panic. That's what I've been telling everybody. Call my mother yesterday just to tell her, I said, she knows. I said, mommy, good. You know what's going on? Don't worry yourself. It, nothing will happen to you. I encourage everybody, stop sitting down. Now, I don't even read the information. You know, let me explain to you. I'm on chat groups that I'm on that's purely doctors, all right? Almost all of them specialists is at least five. So you can imagine the wealth of information that I'm getting every day. Most of them I don't even read. If I if it's a video, I don't even click on it. Sometimes when I put on my phone, I just see 60 messages here, 50 here. I just scroll, 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 scroll. If I want one, 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 one guy, when he created a chat group of his friends, it's a religious chat group, okay? So he posted one. He had to put this. He said, please, this is not about coronavirus. This is Beethoven. <laughs> and it makes sense because I was not, I was just going to scroll past because it was a video. So now I showed something, a Beethoven, a symphony, one particular symphony. It was uh, illustrated. So I could, uh, very beautiful, very, very nice. But the point is that he had to tell us, guys, please, this is not coronavirus. This is something else because the information is so plenty. My advice to you is that don't bother reading any one of them. Now, you have enough. I'm, honestly, the one you have now is enough. When something earth-shaking comes, you will know. Right now, there's nothing earth-shaking. This has not existed before, so they are still compiling information. Today, I was talking with the bishop. He said that uh, somebody said that it doesn't go away. After five years, you will still be there. I said, how can the person know? This only started in December. <laughs> did you hear what I said? Somebody tell you what will happen after five years of a disease that did not exist until December last year. And we're in March this year. I said, look, information is too plenty. When I might see it, it's angels I see. It's angels I see. The anytime I'm seeing, I'm just on, where are they going? So when I want to pray, my prayer is so focused. I don't pray for the government. I'm sorry to say about it. I don't. Because I, I, until I said it, and I didn't even realize that I was supposed to pray for them. I so see the, for me, so real. I, in my mind, I imagine an angel blowing a trumpet. 
Releasing the judgment of God in a particular direction. So anytime I pray, it is mercy I pray for. I've never, until I brought it up now, it has not crossed my mouth at this moment. I pray for government normally, but on this matter, they have not crossed my mind. Pray, Lord, that the minister of health will know what to do. What does it matter? If the angel is diverted, that's diverted. No matter how confused he is, the angel will still go somewhere else. So I address my petitions to God. First, first, I, I, oh God, I acknowledge him as the judge of the whole earth. In fact, I sat down and I wrote something. I believe it was inspired. But don't even assume it's prophetic. Just, I just said that after I finished praying, meditating, I began to write. I said, the Lord has risen to judge the earth. May he have mercy upon his people. All who acknowledge him will have mercy. All who call upon him shall be saved. The arrogance of man has filled its cup. The Lord has looked at the pride of mankind. He has determined to abase the proud look on their faces. They will call to him for help. Those who do will be saved. The arrogant will perish. Those who receive mercy, listen to this, will have bought time, for he shall return again. If they turn back, there will be no more mercy. Tremble, O earth, before the Lord. They have snubbed him and mocked him. They have taken his name for a vain thing. They have fought, mocked, and oppressed his people. Shall he be silent forever? Will he not soon answer? The lofty heart of man will be brought low. He will be exalted yet again. They will know they are not God. Emptiness did not beget all of the, all they see. The glory of God will be seen again. Come out from among them, O people of God, be separate. Be separate. Why do you worship as they do? Why is your trust in mankind? Woe to those who trust in man, who rely on what man can do, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. They will not see when prosperity comes. Now listen to what Jeremiah said. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat, or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. I believe these words. I want to read something to you. Now, this was um, a few... This, this when... Okay, this was about a month ago, that one of our, our sister, Momian, many of you here know her. She's been here priest for us in December. Okay, I was going to tell you something, but she wrote it in there, so I will not bother. I will, not, I will write, uh, she's a prophet, or prophetess, whatever, you know what I mean. She wrote something to us sometime about a month ago. She said, a few years ago, after the elections, when there was so much tension and fear in Nigeria, I saw four warrior angels at the four edges of Nigeria. They had four mighty swords. They crossed their swords, you know, she has it like this there, over Nigeria. And the Lord said, peace, it is well with Nigeria. There will be no war. And we all know what happened that time. Recently, there has been so much going on. All the killings, kidnappings. I happened to be at the forefront of Lassa fever epidemic response for my state. 
She's a community health physician. Even the horror of the coronavirus, unfortunately. So I had to know every detail because of work. After some time, I found that fear in the atmosphere was creeping into my heart. I decided to sit with the word and pray. And also asked my prayer partners to pray for me. A few days ago, I woke up. And as we prayed, the heavens over Nigeria was shown to me. This time, I saw angelic beings carrying flags and horns, trumpets, moving from the north to the south, east to west. An angelic procession proclaiming with loud but harmonious voices. This is what they said. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heavens in thy help, and his excellency on the sky. Said then the blast of the horns, trumpets, then the chant over again and again. It was such a mighty and victorious procession. I couldn't see clearly how the angelic beings looked, but I heard in my heart that they were herald angels. As they made proclamations, I hear in my heart something different from what they are saying. They were saying, There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun. I hear in my heart, there is none like unto the God of Nigeria. I woke up and got that scripture and started proclaiming it over Nigeria. And I appealed to brethren to proclaim same. I said, yesterday morning, while meeting with my team in my house, somebody talked about the Herod angels. How they usually go ahead to announce the presence of the Lord God Almighty. And I understood what was revealed to me. This was a month ago. He said, in the days to come, let's be expectant. Let's join in this chant. And any other you are led to. Wrote a chant here. The Lord God Almighty. The Lord God Merciful. The Lord God Merciful. The Commander-in-Chief of the Heavenly Host. Jehovah Sabbath. He has risen over Nigeria. Hallelujah. 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 That was sent to us about a month ago. All right? February. Okay, now when I when I first read this, if you remember, coronavirus was still a China thing that time, so I didn't even I, I read it to I interpreted it to mean the peace of God that's going to come against all this kidnapping, which has disappeared from the news because of bigger news. If you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, so that's how I interpreted it as. It was just yesterday. She posted it again, I think last week or two weeks ago. It was yesterday and I remembered it. So I went to fish it out. Alright? And read it. And realized, and this is my own conviction. In my heart I realized this was a prophetic word to cover us for this season. Because God saw it coming. Unfortunately, we focus so much on the negative news. That's why I said, we don't really, look, don't, there's nothing new they want to tell you. Let me give you a bit of cherry news. Now, I know by, by faith we understand. Okay, so it might affect the way I'm, I'm seeing things. There's something that people have been saying. I told them in um, Charles Group of Doctors. There's a gist that's been going on. If I said something, my chief medical director, you know, he gave me a thumbs up. I said, somebody wrote one long, long analysis and showed that we're just deceiving ourselves. He's hiding in his house. He's a doctor in the in, in UK. They're on lockdown there. That is no typical of Nigeria. We are hiding. He pr- he presented one long, convoluted analysis of how we are heading to be worse than China. When he finished, basically what they are saying is that 
The reason why you people think there are no cases in Nigeria is because they are not testing enough. On the surface, it sounds true. Look at it closely. It's, it's rubbish. This disease is not a disease of I'm positive. It's a disease of go to hospital. Some of you die there. If it is so plenty, where are they hiding? Is it possible they are so plenty? Possible. But what does that imply? It means that we have, for one reason or the other, not to be falling sick from it. Like he said, that's good news, so let's spread it further. Whether you like it or not, God has shown mercy. That is the point I'm making. You know, it was when he pointed to me that, Banki, do you realize that it entered Italy and Nigeria at about the same time? As at now, you are arguing on whether somebody has died or has not died in Nigeria. Italy is not arguing. They are receiving aid from Moscow and from Cuba as of today. Believe me, if you will send a 747 full of Nigerian doctors, they will say, thank you, welcome. They are looking for where to keep people. All kinds of stories have passed around. You know, Italy has so many old people, that is the reason. My friend today analyzed for me that he said he thinks it is because of weather. He gave me the analysis. You know, and I realized I said something about two weeks ago. I said, when God will have given, shown us mercy, analysis will not end. And I put everything together. I came to one conclusion. People of God, there's no need to be afraid. Don't worry. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. Death is not an accident. I am convinced anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord to be saved from this pandemic. Look, if you have somebody in America, in, in, in Italy, in Spain, call them. Say, wake up every morning and say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. I used to say that the, the life is by accident. Now I know it is pandemic that's by accident. God, you are God. This virus does not exist. You, you exist. Because somebody else exists, either the virus or God in your life. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Oh, that's one I'm convinced about. See, it is crucial you don't let fear run your life. Like I said earlier, government is taking some measures. Like, as of today, uh, the federal government said all civil servants below the level of 12 go home. Apart from those who are in essential services. So our teaching hospital says for everybody, roster, 50% staff cut down. Everybody go home. So the roster, some will come to work, some will come to work tomorrow. Once they're not a doctor, they're not a nurse, they cut you off, you know. The people that can't, they can't cut anything, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, people who are really have to be on ground. But all our support staff, they cut down today. So they have to do what they have to do. Anambra has gone, oh, Anambra has canceled our seminar. Yeah, because they say you can't gather more than 30 people, and we usually gather by 100. So we, ha- we are forced, we'll send a mail out today, but at least you hear it now. Okay? And Ambra says that uh, Keke can only carry one person. So it's. No, but driver and, and it's two now. And passenger. <laughs> is there two people by Keke? Small bus, uh, three people. Is it four? <laughs> Big bus, five people. <laughs> no wedding. Ude went into the spirit. That guy. When he says he's repairing car, he's in the spirit. He's not repairing motor car. He's looking into the spirit. The Holy Spirit just said, oh boy, <laughs> where last we go? Anything after now, you have to hide yourself for a little while until the indignation is over. <laughs> no weddings, no funerals, no big church services. 
Like one of my, uh, one of the guys I saw today in UNT said that their church, they've roasted attendance. <laughs> yes. I think it's a Catholic or something, I don't know, but they now have many services a day. Each service, 30 people. So, it's not, person will end, they will work for their money now. Now go preach, now go die. <laughs> Those who, who, seven services. Say, now our church will have seven services. It's coronavirus. It's, <laughs> It's not the crowd, it's the virus. <laughs> oh, the, the Lord is good though. The Lord is very good. <laughs> and I said, oh, just start laughing. <laughs> just start laughing. But like I said, the government has to do what it has to do. They have to, they have, that's the only measure they have currently. And that was the one that was used in 1918 for your information. Yeah, nothing new. <laughs> There's no drug. There are, all, there are all kinds of drugs. One man took the in America, he died. <laughs> but this, the girl we killed. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> he took the queen, and that was now what killed him. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now this is what I'm making, alright? There's no need to be afraid. Fear itself is a disease. There was this bomb blast in Egypt for those days. I don't know how many people remember it. That was around the 19... Yes, Tinubu was in power. I remember Tinubu addressing Lagos State. Yes. That was about 20 years ago now. That bomb, bomb blast was in um, the Keja cantonment. They are armored, they, they, are, they are bomb depot. Something went wrong. So one bomb after another was going off. One will go off, trigger the next one. So you can imagine, it went on for a long time. You know what? I'm not aware. If anybody died in the Keja cantonment, maybe one or two. I lived in, um, I wasn't around, actually I traveled that time, I was coming back to Lagos, so I wasn't there when it happened, I just came back, but nobody died in Ikeja itself. If you remove the military um, facility there, nobody died in Ikeja. Nobody died in Antony, nobody died in Maryland, and Ikeja Cantonment just next to Maryland. Nobody died in all these places. You know where they died? Ejibu. Ejibu is like 20 kilometers away from there. People were dying. A lot of, dozens of people died. Why? Panic. They all drowned. They were near the, you know, the swamp, the canals and all of that. So they just got up. People were, I know, these were very, these are marshy areas. People don't walk on, so people just run. What are they running from? They just hear bomb blast. Where are you running to? They don't know. Just, the first man just went in this direction. The other guy followed him. And once five were going in one direction, the other people thought they knew where they were going. Mostly young, you know, young boys and girls, children. They died. Of course, grown adults, everybody. Ah, it was painful. Nobody died next to where the thing was going on. That's why I told you about Ikeja, Maryland, you know, um, Pound Groove, all those ones that were with the stone throw from where it was happening. Nobody, the only thing they lost was glass. It was bad. You know, you shattered the glasses of the house, of the houses. Shatter all kinds of things. Some people may have gone deaf, possibly. But dying, nobody in the environment. I think one person, or maximum two, died where the bomb was going off, inside the military facility. But Jibuda was so far away, people were dying. Why? Panic. We ran into the canals, into the swamp. Of course, what looks like ordinary grass, is when you put your leg inside, you realize that it is floating. Yes, people were just drowning. It was drowning. Of course, both the you know, trampling of each other and drowning. 
So that's how dozens of people died. I learned long ago, no matter what you are telling me, if you can't tell me, that is like, no matter the sound I'm hearing, I don't move until I know what's going on. I, I must be able to tell somebody what I'm running from. And it's happened severally. Everybody's running. Bank you move. I said, why? Move, move, move. What are you running from? They can't, just go. They push me out of the way. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I've been stubborn for a long time. I just will not shift. I just stayed there. I'm remembering cases like this. I remember when I was in school, we were in class. Well, there was an expression outside, bam! And we're in a class that had only one entrance. See the move. And I was near the door. You think I'll be the first to go outside? No. I was going to go and check the window. What went off? My classmates were, and we're upstairs. They're out of the door, down the steps. Down to the window. And saw one transformer that exploded across the road. So I went back to my seat and sat down. There was no fire near us. It was a power transformer that, went, that exploded. Boom! No, well, not too far away, but far enough for it not to be an issue. So I just sat there. All of them, when they finished running down, they realized there was no... They came back up again and met me where I was. No, God gave me that grace. Man, I just can't run. You know, I feel like a fool. Just be running. Say, what is pursuing you? Then you now stop. I don't know. <laughs> no, how... How do you feel? Let's even talk in a natural play. Whether you are afraid or you are not afraid, if you are going to die, you will still die. So just enjoy your your life till you die. But let's even go a bit higher than the normal plane. You are likely to die faster if you are afraid. Let's go to the highest plane. Where you are hidden in Christ, fear takes you out of the place and throws you to where normal people die. The least you can do, just pick the scripture. Just follow this prophetic word we have. Declare it. There is none like the God of Israel who rides the heavens to our help and through the skies in his majesty. Just declare it. This God is over this nation. Like I was talking the other day about invoking the name of God. Invoke his name every day over your environment. That should be your discussion. In your church group, said everybody, enough gist that we know enough about Corona now. Let's talk about the king of kings and the lord of lords. Let's talk about the ruler of the, of the armies of heaven. Let's talk about the commander of the armies of heaven. Let's talk about the Jesus that died on the cross. Let's talk about him that holds the keys of death and of Hades. Let's talk about him that has the power to give life and to take life. Let's talk about him whose spirit is working in us, giving life to our mortal bodies. Talk about him every day. Enough of talking nonsense. You know, I remember one scripture. We should read it quickly. Second Chronicles, chapter 16. Remember what we said before? When God will have blessed us, people will be giving explanations. When God blesses somebody financially, they say, you know, when he went to school, he studied one real form of engineering. And that was why what made Google notice him. And when Google noticed him, and then Facebook now pushed him. And when Facebook pushed him, Microsoft now gave him a grant. So he now got $2 million to learn his story. God said, just because I bless somebody, now I write this whole story. He says, so, of course, confusion. Once you start following the method by which God blessed somebody, you are walking into confusion. It's called idolatry. And I said, look, when your children want to go to school, they must study engineering. It must be electronic computer engineering with minor in software development. Why? That was how Chinedu became what he is today. And that's what, you know, you are, you are taking the, 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 
the name of God and placing it on a vain thing. And I see children that cannot calculate 2 plus 2. They'll be there starting to become engineers. Meanwhile, this same person, if he or she had opened, you know, maybe opened the mouth, you see the drama flows out. Poetry flows out. You see the gift of God flowing out. Oratory. Then if it is somebody that went through that method to become great, hey, all the children will join choir by force, be reciting. You know, one of the things I'm learning in this life, right? just, let's just learn to trust God. Please tell your neighbor, preach to somebody for me. Say, please learn to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Say, relax. relax. Tell the person, relax. relax. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Write he will write a new story with your life. That's it. Many of the things we are saying, do like, do like. The person who you are trying to copy did not know somebody could do it like that. He himself does not know how. I had the story of one man. True story. But I don't know his name, but a true story. He was not educated at all. This was in England. No education, none whatsoever. So he went to apply for jobs. Of course, when you have no education, no skill, what do you go for? Slow-level jobs. So he went to apply as a janitor in a building. So nice guy. He spoke well. They liked him. They said, at least sign your name here to take the job. He explained to them that, I can't write. Ah, is it that bad? Yes. So they had to, you know, regrettably let him go. So there was no other job to do. He started buying cigars, you know, you know cigars, those big cigarettes. Uh-huh. Started selling, going, they started business, doing one thing or the other. After many years, he became a multi-millionaire in that same England. So one day, a reporter came to interview him. He said, wow, no education and you became like this? What if you had some education? They must say, hey, I will have been a janitor. <laughs> true story. This is a true story. He said to the reporter, if I had education, I will be a janitor. I am what I am today because there was no education. They gave me a job, but I couldn't write. So I was forced to go another route. And look at where I arrived today. So please don't tell me anything about education. I hope you're getting my point. God wrote a story for him. I told you the man that, that man in Lagos, Reverend Banisi, the one I told you about, you know? <laughs> the, the man that I went, I told you, the, <laughs> I like telling the story because it's very interesting. And then I went to preach for him. He said, man of God, tomorrow we'll go in the limousine. I will go to church. I want to go and preach you. We have been going in the tundra, the this, and then that. They said, tomorrow we'll go in the limousine. Just want him to have a ride in his limo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The Lord is good. <laughs> Where's Nduka? Okay, me and Nduka went that time. Well, just me and Nduka that the limo came to carry. Make a long story short. I said, sir, have you read this my book? He said, man of God. You know, I told you I don't read much. I only stopped in primary six. Yes. He wanted to go to school. His elder brothers refused to pay because he was born by a junior wife. So he was forced to go and do something else. As a young boy just finishing primary school, then he now became a, a boy in the market. That was where God began to lift him bit by bit. He told me, he said, that they were in the car. He said, man of God, now I told you I don't read much. He said, I'd rather listen. But the point, like I said, so don't, I don't know, I've seen enough in this life to not see anything as a disadvantage. God literally can save by a multitude. I can save by few. 
the man said, I don't read because I finished in primary six. One day he was telling me, he said, ha, this life is very funny. That did not invite him to come and speak simply because he finished in primary six. He has gone to DLI. At Lagos Business School. He has been speaking everywhere. He said, no, nah, they carry me everywhere to speak because I finished in primary six. So, stop telling stories, oh. Stop telling stories. If you want to ask God for a blessing, ask. Let him use your life hmm? to write another story. That's what I'm just saying. Let him use your life to write another story. That's why I mean. God, God's blessed me with children. They are growing. One has finished secondary school, the university. But that one's in senior secondary school. Anyone that says, if he comes tomorrow and say, I want to go and study anything. Just be a good boy. Just be a good girl. Now concern me. Whatever you want to study, do it well. As for by what will make you rich or successful in life, I don't believe it's a cost you studied. I've learned not to trust in arm of flesh, okay? But speaking on a natural plane, I could, I could get my son into my faculty. It's my right. But I asked, you want to study medicine? He said, no. I, it was not discussed. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. That's the end of it. There was no discussion that, you know, if you're a dog, the guy said he doesn't like the idea. And that was the beginning and the end of the discussion. What do you want to do? We talked. It's okay. You go and do engineering. You go and do software. You do, they finally settled for architecture. Oh, yeah, no. I'm a preacher today. You are here not because of the degree I got from university. I hope you get what I'm saying. Yes, so there's a gift of God. Okay, let me ask you. You, because you know everything happening in Nigeria. What degree does Davido have? I know he went to school, but what is it? BSc what? He does not know. But he knows Davido. He didn't say who is Davido. <laughs> it's true. What about Don Jazzy? There are so many people in Nigeria that, in fact, if you see somebody like E. Adeboe, PhD in mathematics, is a pastor. Medical doctor, Paul Enenche, is a pastor. David Oedipo, studied architecture, is a pastor. Dangote, <laughs> cement manufacturing, BS. <laughs> No idea. Most people. How did this stop him from dropping his $7 billion in cash? So please, eh, don't, if you want to ask God for something, don't give him what I call excuses for Satan. That God, I would have loved you to bless me, but you know I didn't go to school. So what can you do for, for me now since I didn't go to school? God, I would have loved you to do something for me, but you know my father died when we were young. So just forget it. So what can you do for an orphan like me? So God said, see, I, I, that is no opportunity to write stories again. All of them, they've capped me, said I can't do something. They just left it. The Lord is good. I thought we should read something, right? Mm-hmm. Second Chronicles chapter 16. Now, because we won't read everything, I just want to get to a particular point. So let, let me give us a, a, a background. Asa was the king of Judah. When he took over, you can read that in the preceding chapter. They were having a lot of problems in the country. Then God sent Azariah, the prophet, who went and encouraged Asa. And Asa did a lot of reform in Israel, and he reinstituted the worship of the true God. 
And the Bible says in verse 19, there was no more war. And this held until the 35th year of Asa's reign. 35 years of peace, or at least until the 35th year. Then the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, I'm reading from verse 1 now, came up against Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming into Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the king's house and sent them to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who lived in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me as between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. And this happened just like he wanted, all right? Uh, for time's sake, we'll jump down. So Ben-Hadad attacked Israel, so Basha had to stop attacking uh, Judah. So verse 6, Then King Asa brought all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah, and his timber with which Basha had been building, and with them he fortified Giba and Mizpah. This is why we are reading this, verse 7. At that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Aram, and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. Now this is my real verse. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubim an immense army with very many chariots and horsemen? They were an immense army. Lubim, there's Libya, all right? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. You have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will surely have wars. Let me stop reading that verse 9. Now, why did I read this? I said something, that's why I went to that short um, digression. When God has blessed you, people will be telling stories. Ethiopian and the Lubim, they represented for Asa a huge challenge. When Ebola came to Nigeria a few years ago, Ebola was huge. Look, you can, some, people, some people say coronavirus is worse than Ebola. Well, if you look at it in a particular way, because it can spread wider. And the reason why it can spread wider is because of the way it's transmitted and because it doesn't make most people sick. So a lot of people are not sick, carry it. But Ebola was actually worse. If you want to look at how aggressively it killed people, Ebola could kill up to half of the people that it infected. That particular one did about 35% to 40%. So out of every 10 people, it killed about 3 or 4. But coronavirus kills, on the average worldwide, out of about a hundred, probably kill like one or two. So, if you want to look at it, Ebola was so Ebola was scary, deadly. And I remember Nigerians. That's when you know people can pray. Now, please don't forget, God is not just everybody. It's, there are people who come to Him by faith. So God, amongst the nation, that within the nation, people were raised up and we, we continue to pray. Churches will gather and ask the Lord for mercy, bind the Spirit, do any kind of prayer we could do. At the end of the day, that's why I told that story. The way by which God helped us, CNN reported it that it's because we have an existing 
That's why Donald Trump would, he said he said that reporters are the problem. He said I saw it last week. Donald Trump said the media they are the problem. <laughs> Even the, the day I saw that report, I couldn't believe it because it was wonderful how God sees that thing. That just killed a handful of people was quickly contained, and within a few weeks, WHO declared Nigeria Ebola free. That was our Ethiopian and Lubin army. They were an immense army. Ebola was a great army. We relied on God. You know what he did? He took care of it. What am I going to say? You know, when people don't have any option, they rely on God. When they can go and take things from the temple and send to Basha, they rely on, uh, they, they, to Ben Haddad. They send to Ben Haddad, the king of Aram. That's not right. Because now we have social distancing. We have, see them looking like masquerade all over time, all over town, face masks. Wash your hands, wash your hands, all kinds of things. And because they said the mortality rate is a little bit low, it gives people some confidence to be given four kinds of advice. I see that is what will solve the problem. Like I said earlier, I'm not saying we should go against um, uh, the public health instructions given or that we should be careless ourselves. I'm not saying that. Okay? What they have asked us to do generally in society is not terrible. It's not hard. Reduce it. Don't go to crowded places. Um, don't pull crowds together. Um, what else? Wash your hands. You know? They didn't say wear face masks. That one people are doing. They did not say. It's only if you are in, if you are, if you are, if you are having work to do in that area. That's when you are supposed to do some of these gadgets. People are not looking like they are like confused all over town, all right? But the ones they said you should do, you know, if you want to cough, cover your face very well, you know, stuff like that. Avoid all, the, you know, they are simple things. They are not hard things. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. Like I said, we have to cooperate with the authorities. If they say we can have more than 30 people in this hall, we'll just split into, let me just tell you, just tell us to split into two halls and then beg the women that come with children that please, why the husband will be teaching you at home for now. We'll be sending you free CD. Amen. Judas, you know, because each person is counted. We just do that, and then people will not be coming on time because they're not in the only And then now, okay, they go preach tired at that time because we'll draw a roster. Those will preach the morning during the evening. We'll not, meeting will not be every day, guys. 30 days, there are 30 people tomorrow, 30, you know, whatever. But they're, they're simple, they're not difficult things, okay? However, look, our eyes are not on that, too. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I wanted to say. I am convinced, after observing it on the natural plane and interpreting what I know spiritually, we are, we are currently receiving a lot of mercy. And let's call it the real name. It's the mercy of God. It's not a, a, a corona not to kill black people. It has been killing black people. Killed a Nigerian doctor in Italy. Okay? Killing black people in the U.S. It's killing. So let nobody tell, tell, lie down and tell you that lie. Say Africa man, not the virus not be kill Africa man. Bobo. Nonsense. Lassa has been killing people. Ebola killed plenty, kill. Ebola is only in Africa, you find it. So forget all of that nonsense. If you are receiving mercy, know you are receiving mercy. Call it the right name. That's what I'm going to say. Call it the right name. Call it the right name. We don't have this, we don't have that. The whole of Nigeria does not have up to 500 intensive care beds. That is the number of people that died in one night in Italy. 
the number of intensive care beds nationwide in this country is now up to 500. That was an announcement given yesterday by the health minister. I'm not imagining it. Did you hear what I said? Intensive care. Look, we walk by faith, man. <laughs> yeah, the people with the intensive care beds all over the place. As I know, about 7,000 people are dead. Explain it the way you wish. I understand it as the mercy of God. And listen to me, we will continue to obtain that mercy. Amen. Father God, we give you your glory. We say thank you for your goodness. We acknowledge you as our creator and our father. We acknowledge you as the God of the heavens and the earth. Jesus, we declare you our Lord. We say you are the wisdom of God. You are the commander of the host of heaven. Yes, there was nothing made without you. We are not products of chance. We do not exist by chance. What we see around is not a game of chance. Life comes from you. We exalt you. Life comes from you. Everybody say to him, life comes from you. Life comes from you. Life comes from you, you, Jesus. You are the judge of the living and the dead. Say, my life is in you. Say it like that. My life is in you. My My death is in your hands also. Satan can't take my life. You are the one that will call me home at the right time. Say, thank you for righteousness. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for healing. Thank you for uniting me with the Father. Say, Jesus, I worship you. Because you are worthy of worship. worship. Say, Heavenly Father, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, Jesus, have mercy upon this land. land. According to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We We seek the good of the land you have put us in. So we say, Lord, have mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. Lord have, Lord, have mercy. Say, there's none like the God of the Israel of God, who rise the heavens to help us, and through the skies in his majesty. Say, eternal God, you are our dwelling place. Eternal God, you are our dwelling place. And underneath us are your everlasting arms. You carry us by yourself. And you cover us with your wings. Under your wings we are safe. And we give you the praise. Let's just take a minute. Each person just give the Lord thanks. Just declare along these lines. Declare along these lines. Declare along these lines. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of the Father. Give him the glory. He is worthy to be glorified. 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 So we join the herald angels. We proclaim your name over this land. Lord God Almighty. Lord God Merciful. 
Lord God Almighty, Lord God Merciful, Lord God Almighty, there is none like the God of the true Israel. He rise the heavens to help us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. You are good. You are kind. You have all the power, all authority in heaven and on earth is with you, Jesus. All authority lies with you. We do not give your glory to any other one. You are the merciful God. You show us your mercy. We receive mercy from you. You are good. You are kind. You are good and you are kind. You are good and you are kind. You are good and you are kind. No evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling place. No evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling place. Lord, because you are good and because you are kind. Everybody say after me, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. The Lord is our healer. We shall not want. The Lord is our keeper. We shall not be without help. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. He restores our souls. He guides us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though we hear news of a pandemic, we will fear no evil. For you are with us. Your rod, your staff, they comfort us. You have prepared a table before us in the presence of all the troubles. You have anointed our heads with oil and our cup overflows. Now say, surely, goodness, God's mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Say, we are the Lord's. We are the Lord's and is our keeper. He's watching over us like the apple of his eyes. Say in the name of Jesus, we have received mercy for our land. Say like this, say Lord have mercy. Say Lord have mercy. Say Lord have mercy. Say Lord have mercy. Say Lord thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. In the name of Jesus. Say that my help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. Who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let our foot slip. He who keeps us will not slumber. He who keeps the Israel of God does not slumber. And he does not sleep. The Lord is our keeper. The Lord is our shade. On our right hand. 
the sun will not smite us by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect us from all evil. He will keep our souls. He will guard our going out and our coming in from this time forth and forever in the name of Jesus. Just spend a minute and give him thanks. Give him thanks for that. Give him thanks for that. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. The Bible says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, You are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. You are delivered. Say that I am delivered. I am delivered. Pray for your loved ones all over the world. Now just take a minute. Pray for your loved ones. You have friends in the United States. You have friends in Italy. You have friends in China, family, all over the world. Call their names. Say, Lord, have mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. Call the name of your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your parent, whatever it is. Your fiancé, your husband, anyone you have in these endemic areas, places where, you know, this is hot. Say, Lord, have mercy. These are not games of chance. If you call that person's name and say, Lord, have mercy. He will have mercy. Take a moment, call names and say, Lord, have mercy. Don't in your mind say, what, what is he doing there, Steph? Don't say that. What is she doing there? No, 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 no. Don't say that. Just say, Lord, have mercy. Let this angel of death not go into their homes. Lord, we know it is you. You are rose to judge the earth for their pride. You arose to judge the earth for their iniquity, for their arrogance. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Say to the Lord, have mercy. Amos said, Ah, I saw the Lord preparing a plague of locusts. It was so serious. He said, Lord, Habba, how will Israel survive? For she's so small. I said, Lord, please have mercy. I know what God did. He had mercy. That's what the Lord did. He had mercy. Says to the Lord, have mercy. God says, I will cure the earth of backsliding. Yes. <laughs> I will cure my people of backsliding. People will turn and say, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Only in the Lord is safety. you see the repercussions of what's going on on the earth it just amazes me that this is even a small thing, not even a big one yet, it's just a small thing oil is being sold for less than $30 a barrel people are losing their jobs left, right and center those who have money can't buy food the devil can't do that it's the judgment and the anger of God so say to concerning your friends, your loved ones say Lord have mercy So let's give thanks. Say, Father, we thank you.
The most high God, our dwelling place, we say thank you. Our refuge, we say thank you. Thank you for your promises over us. No evil will befall us. Nor will any plague come near our dwelling places. Thank you. Thank you because we are set securely on high. You know, like I said, those who call on his name will be saved. He said, because he has known my name, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Say, Lord, thank you because you are with us right now. Thank you for your rescue. Thank you for your honor. Now, people of God, listen to this. With long life, he will satisfy you. He will let you see his salvation. With long life, he will satisfy you. And you will see his salvation. Listen, there's a purpose for your life. You will fulfill it. In the name of Jesus. I want to do another thing. Just thank God for the story he's going to write with your life. You know, we're talking about let God write another story. Say, Lord, thank you for that story. You're writing a story. You're writing a story. You're writing a story. Say, Lord, write your story. Write your story. Write your story, Lord, with my life. With the lives of my children. Write your story. Write your story, Lord, with my life. Write your story with the lives of my children. He wants to write a story that will give him glory. If you have not read Ben Carson's Gifted Hand, go and read it. Gifted Hands. You will see how God wrote his story with the life of a young boy who everybody thought was dull. God wrote his story. You know, the day I read the story of, I heard the story of this man. Um, what is his name? Is he Oracle? Not, not Oracle. How many of you know about networking? Tell me the big networking systems. Oracle. Give me another one. Cisco, thank you. When I read the story of Cisco, one smallest left-handed man that was dyslexic. <laughs> he had a serious learning problem. Turned out a billionaire. God wants to write stories, though. I almost never, never stop him. Give thanks. I want to go home. Just say, Lord, I thank you for today. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you the praise. In the name of Jesus we have prayed.